thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure. So my name is Yujin Cho. I identify as a Korean Canadian, she, her pronouns. Uh, I'm in fifth year of computer engineering here at Queen's University. Um, during my fourth year, I did a 16 month fully remote internship at AMD. Uh, during, so that was from May 2020 to August 2021. Um, my role was as a packaging signal integrity engineering intern, um, which involved working on electronic chip packaging and PCBs, so like printed circuit boards, optimizing signal integrity by reducing noise and crosstalk. Cool. Uh, how did you find Queen's prepared you for that internship? Yeah, so it was part of the QUIP program. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were obviously all of the the pre uh, outgoing internship stuff, like the the resume workshops, the the cover letter workshops, where they you have to go to those workshops to be a part of the program. Um, other than that, I think my experiences at Queens were very helpful in landing me the internship in the first place. So I got very involved in. Um, student groups and clubs on campus so um yeah which ones did you get involved with so summer after second year I was like I had a summer position as a sort of head engineer it was it was officially called dry lab head or dry lab lead of QGEM I don't know if you've heard of it I haven't what is what does QGEM do genetically engineered machine team so I was like an engineering part of this team of like scientists and biologists who would take DNA from E. coli bacteria and just solve a problem. So every year it's for the iGEM competition, which is used to always be held in Boston, but I think they move it around these days or since COVID it's been remote. But um, yeah, every year they decide to do a new project. And so as long as it has to do with synthetic biology, like it's very open-ended and you can just solve whatever kind of problem you want and my year we decided to work on it was a THC detection system for a saliva so a roadside test for um, marijuana content in someone's saliva so we were making that um, and my job sort of was to to build a fluorometer which is just like a photon counter or it detects the luminescence of some protein. It was a really fun project and I got to work with a bunch of different people that I wouldn't have worked on, worked with um, like during my classes. So I thought that was a really cool experience. That's awesome. Um, And so you found that the extracurricular work you did benefited you um, in your internship as well then? Yeah, for sure. I gained a lot of skills that I wouldn't have otherwise uh, learned. and just, I had a lot to, to talk about, I guess, during my interviews and on my resume. Absolutely. And so you're in fifth year computer engineering. So why computer eng as your specific discipline? Um, so it's kind of funny, actually. I, after high school, I had no idea what type of engineering I wanted to do. Um, so, you know, Queens has this general first year program where they make you do everything. <laughs> um, And so, you know, after first year, I just kind of decided, hey, technology is kind of cool. Let's go into that. (laughs) So I love that. Yeah. 
So I guess you were interested in technology and you got involved in it, but I guess after having decided that was the area you wanted to kind of specialize in and pursue further, what continues to um, motivate you or, you know, who? Yeah, so my motivations, um, I guess, I, I don't want to sound a little shallow here, but the first thing is the high income. Second of all, I just think it's super exciting. Um, all of the technology, like new technologies, the disruptions and like um, exciting new things that will like change the world. Um, yeah. Because digital, like the digital age has changed so much already, like, and there's so much for better so, or for worse is the question. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, definitely, like with all of these new technologies comes with benefits, but also like a lot of issues. And like with these issues, though, there gives like the opportunity to to, to work on them. Yeah, to solve them. the challenges that are, arise with further technological development. Mm -hmm. No, it's exciting and scary. Um, do you have any thoughts like for the future of technology of, I don't know, making it accessible or, you know, how, how do you think, or I guess what approaches do you think need to be taken to start to address some of the um, problems associated with technology? Yeah, for sure. So um, I think the design beforehand has to be like with all of these potential issues like in mind. So um, don't just be thinking about um, profits and like how to make money, but you have to consider all of the sort of stakeholders that are associated with whatever you're going to make or what, what technology you're going to make and how it might impact someone who isn't as privileged or um, hmm. the first example that I'm thinking of is like all of these AI algorithms that are, yeah. well, for example, let's use social media because obviously that's huge in society now and the way that it impacts I guess say young girls and their their body image and their self-esteem um stuff like that I don't think the the makers of Facebook or Instagram or anyone there had intended for these consequences um but I'm not sure that the way that they've handled it has been the best yeah there can be something that you didn't anticipate occurring, but just saying, yeah. oh, we didn't expect that to happen doesn't deal with it happening in the first place, exactly. you know, and mitigating it to, you know, improve the, I guess, usability or the, just improve the experience for, for users because mm -hmm. there's, you know, it's had a significant influence on, you know, I think the mental health of youth. Yeah. Personally, and it's like, too. well, yeah, us too, a hundred percent, but it's like, I don't know you don't see the people who created it addressing it as much you know and those who are on the forefront of tackling these new health issues basically that our generation and those younger than us are facing it's like I don't know maybe that's a wrong interpretation but you know I don't necessarily think that um the the creators of some of these platforms are as actively involved in mm -hmm. you know helping their users versus what their stock price is yeah, it definitely seems like it from, mm -hmm. from our perspective, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like technology, it's, I think it's, it's fascinating because it's, it's such great power and it has such great potential. I guess, what mm -hmm. traits do you think, or what mentality do we need to have in order to use it properly, in order to wield it responsibly so that it benefits the most people possibly? Like, have you done ethics courses in like, 
Computer engineering, I would assume. Yeah, in engineering, I think in the first year we took uh, part of one of our courses was was ethics based. And um, what's kind of sad or annoying a little bit to me personally is that not a lot of my peers took it very seriously. Um, really? But, you know, sometimes it's just how it's taught and like the way that it's yeah. presented maybe. Um, so it doesn't seem to be taken too seriously. But one thing I do like about how EngSoc, um, the engineering society here, if you're doing any type of volunteering or have a job with them, um, they're really making an effort to include EDII, so like equity, diversity, inclusion, indigenization yeah. into like all of their hiring practices and just like making it like part of the forefront of how, um, how they run things basically, so. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I think it's good 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 start just to make everyone aware of these issues and um yeah, yeah I think awareness is a good first step yeah and I think uh kind of tying back in with education you mentioned this I think in your pre-interview but it's the you know I think it's embracing curiosity and also you know accepting that we don't know everything mm -hmm. um I think I don't know did you want to talk about that a bit more sure um and I think the higher that we get in education, the, the more that you learn that you don't know. And it's just the more that you have to learn, basically. And being open-minded to it, too. Yeah. So just, I don't know, education opens a lot of doors. And like, there's so much opportunity with all these questions. And you can do research. You can go into industry, solve big problems. You can... Um, make money for solving problems <laughs> for a company. Um, I don't know. So my attitude has always just been like, listen and learn. Um, I think it has to do a lot with like the way I was raised too. No, that's awesome. Um, so I guess through this journey you've had in education from, you know, when you were little to now, what are some setbacks or challenges that you faced and that you've overcome? During high school, I was always sort of coasting, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I didn't have to work as hard to get my good grades or like to, to get into university. I always did like all of the extracurriculars and stuff so that I would get into a good university. And But for, for the actual courses and that kind of work, it just seems like, well, let's just say when we got, when I got to university, there was a big shift in my attitude um, because it just, because you're surrounded with all these people who also did the same thing as you in high school. They were also like super smart or they were at the top of their class and um, they have like very similar interests to you and it becomes a little more competitive. Um, and I've heard of other universities where that that competitiveness gets really toxic, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with like at Queens that um, it's more like teamwork focused. Collaborative, and, yeah. Yeah, collaborative 
with with your peers and um, yeah that was a deciding factor for me too with Queens you know yeah there while you know a competitive environment can you know encourage innovation and you know it's constantly challenging you to you know to improve and do better I think it just it ties it, it's what you said it gets to a point where it's toxic I think and it it feeds more into I think the capitalist phenomenon of just like you know a conveyor line of pumping people out yeah um who are likewise very competitive than in the workforce and I just think one I think society this is such a bigger thing but it needs to move to be more collaborative and so I think Mm -hmm. I agree with you I think Queens has a good collaborative environment where it's you know peers supporting peers to so that especially in engineering I think you all need each other to get through it for sure sure yeah some of the people I've met here are like my best friends now and um yeah it's just really nice to have like the support system around I think you grow in a different way right yeah like you can still grow your skill set and it's still constantly improving, but I think you also, you, the trade-off is that you're gaining valuable teamwork skills and you're learning more about yourself and your relationships and how those can be equally as important in helping you to succeed as, you know, competitiveness or, you know, constantly improving skills or, you know, I think, I don't know if you agree, but Queens can teach you the value of, you know, you, you can't always be at your best 100% of the time. And so having support systems like your friends or your family um, and professors that are there to, you know, pick you up when you're down, I think is also really valuable to your success. Would you say that's from your experiences here? That's accurate? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just having all of these resources around you too, like upper years and mentors. Even in first year, when I was having a really tough time, um, my fracs were really helpful. So you know about fracs, right? Yeah, they're like the gales of yeah engineering. Engineering, yeah. They got all purple at the beginning of last <laughs> week. Um, I'm so sad, by the way, that um, it's kind of off topic. So sad that COVID had to cancel all the frost week stuff. Well, like it, it started to come back a bit this year. We There was some in-person stuff. You still saw the frecks with their wacky hairdos and all dyed purple. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Yeah. They're bringing it back. Slowly, slowly but surely mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to see more of the in-person activities. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you were talking about, you know, how you, you have these people you can talk to or look up to or who are there to support you. Did you have that as well in your internship with any, any role models at the company you worked for? I think Laura Smith worked for the same company, right? I just interviewed her in the last episode. Yeah, I listened to that episode. I didn't know her, but it was really cool to just listen about her experiences and um, yeah. learn about like the challenges she's faced and how she's just gone sort of up in the ranks of the company and stuff um but yeah personally during my internship uh I think I got super lucky to be in such like such a great and supportive team um I think my manager um my manager was also female she was also Asian like me so I had some representation there um that's great yeah and the way it works with interns at least on my team was that the like one of the old interns will stay for like the four months, the first four months that the new intern comes. So um, they know like the ins and outs of what you're going to do. So they, um, she was also a female. Um, I could look up to her and like see her as my mentor and she would like help. And she was 
it's like super nice and super helpful and um I think she also got a job afterwards on a, on a different team but yeah um I was very lucky to have like these these I guess older not not that older but you know um more experienced um female sort of leaders on my team that I could look up to and sort of see myself in their position one day. Um, and there was also a mentorship program. So it was sort of like an official, like done by HR, but um, I got to know another mentor just through this matching program that they had. Um, mm -hmm. And she was also like me, um, but a few years older. So had more experience on a, on a different team as well. But I've we had like bi-weekly meetings and then sort of got close. And then we were sort of just talking about our, like my problems and how, how she can help out. And she was just very helpful for me at, at, yeah. at when I was at my internship at AMD, um, just being sort of a friend, sort of being a mentor, um, giving me lots of advice. And one of the big things that, that she gave me um was to enjoy your last year of university while you still can so and yeah. have you been I have yes that's good so you mentioned like they're very helpful in you know facing problems I guess what's how do you approach a problem now if you're given a problem either you know academically um or personally how do you go about approaching it then sure that so definitely for me, it would depend on the problem. So if I was having like a school issue, um, if I didn't understand something, go look at resources and stuff. But if if it really wasn't getting into my head, I would just go and ask someone who's more knowledgeable than me. I think one of the, another challenge that I really faced during my internship was if I ran into a roadblock, I would just spend all my time trying to fix it like myself. And I wouldn't know when to ask for help or who to ask even sometimes. Um, because I would, I was afraid that they would think, oh, this is such a, such a stupid issue. Like you shouldn't have yeah. these problems. But that's obviously not the way to, not the way you should be thinking. Because you're an intern, you don't know anything. Yeah. Um, compared to these industry experts who have been in th these roles for like twenty plus years. So, um, as an intern, you're there to learn, and I, I think that. Uh, I didn't get that until like a few months in. So then I started to really ask questions. And um, even if they were, I thought they were stupid questions, like I, I was there to learn. So asking questions is like the best way to do that. Yeah. Well, I think it ties back in with kind of what you were saying earlier, you know, listen, learn, and kind of embrace curiosity. Like mm -hmm. I think there's such like, I don't know, there's such a stigma with asking questions or getting a question wrong, even like in lectures. Uh, no one, well, rarely do people even ask questions once given the opportunity in class because we're all so scared of, you know, being wrong. And I think that's translated into we're all a bit too scared to ask questions or to admit we're wrong when in reality, that's how you learn, right? Accepting a mistake or knowing when you're wrong so you can improve on it, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I guess tying in with engineering a bit more, how for your unique what would you say your unique experience kind of have has been have you found there's many struggles you know being a woman in STEM um at Queens if so you know how have you kind of faced them or overcome them 
Um, personally, I don't, I can't think of any like specific examples of times where I've been uh, disadvantaged or. That's good. Um, That's what we like to hear. <laughs> yeah, go Queens. Um, yeah. But there's always, there's always the thing in classes or in a lot of, I think for a lot of my classes in ECE, like us electrical and computer engineering, there aren't that many females. And I, like one one of my friends, my housemate actually, um, she's also like, an, she's also a female, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, and we've just kind of stuck together since second year. Um, as our own little like little group we always sit together in lectures because we're always in the Aww. same classes um and we always notice sometimes we just count how many females or how many people with long hair are in the room <laughs> and it's it's usually not a lot um, and so do you think that's had an influence on i don't know your your mentality or anything it's definitely brought like a well it's been part of my awareness sort of it's it's in my head all the time that there aren't a lot of females in in this field um but that's just I don't know if this is the right attitude to have but it just seems like oh like just by being here like I'm I'm helping right yeah so it's kind of one extra person that's starting to make a difference right yeah and if if someone say in high school or something if there's someone's going on a tour if they see someone not that they go to lectures or anything during tours but if someone were to to come in and see like a female sort of like me and my mentors at, at work at during my internship like if they see someone like like themselves in this position it just makes it more like a reachable goal for them so I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Are you you're obviously graduating soon, right? Yes, I'm very so, excited. Yeah, excited. Okay. Any app apprehensive a bit, worried, any fears, or is it just you're excited and ready to contribute to I guess the workforce to society? Ooh. I think <laughs> one of my fears is um definitely about the the people losing the people that are close to me um mm -hmm. that I've met here um but we'll we'll stay in touch it's just it won't be it won't as, be close proximity close. yeah yeah it's it's gonna be harder and harder to yeah to hang out and have fun yeah um but I don't know career-wise I think I'm I'm very ready um prepared because uh, I am going back to AMD. Um, That's after, exciting. Yeah. So anyone who's thinking about doing an internship, I say do an internship at a company that you are willing to work for um, because it's it's highly likely if you do a good job in your internship that they will hire you back full time. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I guess on that note, is there any other, apart from maybe doing an internship, any other advice you have for people in first year thinking whether they want to do computer engineering or for, you know, second or third year computer engineers just trying to get to that last year? Do you have any advice for them? I'm not sure if this is good advice, um, <laughs> but there was that that phrase, I think, that I learned when I was um, a, uh, in first year, maybe something I don't know if I'll say it correctly but um sleep 
more than you study, um, study more than you party, and then party as much as you possibly can. <laughs> so, just, well, that's like work-life balance, right? Yeah, have a good time, stay healthy, but also do your work. Do your work. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's valid. I think that's, I think that ties in with again Queens as, as well. You know, like you can't study 100% of the time you can't sleep 100% of the time and you for sure cannot party 100% of the time (laughs) it's not sustainable so I think I think that's that's valid you gotta you gotta know when to prioritize what's best for you at each point in time right yeah there's clearly it's it's you know you said you're you're one other woman in the room which you know is it's good it means we're advancing towards something but I don't know what's from your experiences with like, do you think outreach is an effective tool to maybe encourage more women to enter STEM? What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, So when I was in high school, I think it was grade 11. My physics teacher had this pamphlet um, from Ryerson University saying, oh, women who are interested or girls who are interested in or are good at math and science come come out to this program. Um, So I applied. I had this this statement letter and like my personal statement I think um and like just a transcript of my grades and uh got accepted into the summer program they called rope um so it was Ryerson's women in engineering um I guess organization that had set up this this whole like month long they called it a research assistant program (laughs) okay but not that we did much assisting of research as as teenagers in high school but um it was a a really great experience because um every it was four weeks and every like Wednesday of the week all of the girls who were in the program would like gather and meet and just sort of network I don't know if you're actually networking (laughs) Um, if you're meeting people that's networking right yeah but I don't like to call it networking because networking again has this stigma around it saying like like you're meeting people just to just to get something from them. It's very transactional, but it was it was very it was a fun time. Um, we would have lunch together and uh, meet and talk and just be girls. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what I mean. I I get the connotation, but I think that's what the initial point of networking either is or should have been. Right? It's just meeting mm-hmm. people that you might have things in common with. Yeah. that you can talk about your experiences with and connect with and then mm-hmm. you know you keep them in mind later on if it's like oh that person would be great to do that you know mm-hmm. yeah so you found that they do you think that inspired you to then pursue engineering after high school yes so before that I was thinking maybe I would uh, go into sciences or go into like um yeah, basically science was my option back then. And then after I learned what engineering even was because I had no idea. Um, and then how there were less women in engineering and how this program really wanted me to, to come to Ryerson to do engineering. Um, I thought, hey, why not? That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, it definitely influenced my decision on what programs I wanted to apply for and then yeah, choice of schools. I was kind of like you. I was looking at like um, what the student experience sort of is like rather than like. Um, Just like, the academic. They're all great schools. I think mm-hmm. that's one benefit with Canada and Canadian universities is that you're going to get a good education 
yeah. no matter where you choose. And it's going to be, how can you make it the best experience for your own personal growth? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what you need to think about. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you, I'm not as familiar with, I guess, some of the programs that Queens will, will do. I mean, apart from maybe some um, outreach that like, you know, this club that wise does or that maybe eng soccer i don't know if scientist is associated with engineering but um yeah i don't know do you see any room for improvement in our outreach programs i don't know if does if queens has something like rope i think i think more universities should be able to do more outreach for mm-hmm. some of those high school programming yeah i'm not sure exactly what queens does in terms of like outreach programs um other than I think I did as a when I was in elementary school, there was like a fitness. I do you know of ESU? I think they called it like enrichment studies unit or something. It was like three days of just yeah. like summer camp style, like fun programming. Um, cool. Yeah, that was that was fun. I did that long, long time ago. Bought a T-shirt out of it. That was fun. Um, I love free t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Queens has a lot of um, programs and they do workshops. They must. For the local schools around Yeah, here. I know that WISE um, does a lot of great outreach. Shout out to WISE. You guys are awesome. Great work. 100% support. Um, no, I, I, I think you're right. I think outreach. See, for me, it's interesting. I didn't really have any of that at my high school. It was like yeah you like I don't think anyone really came and did like engineering workshops or if there were I didn't really get a chance to hear I mean I could have looked for them more but it didn't come across where they're like oh yeah do this it was like mm-hmm. you just knew that I knew from like my older brother that engineering was a thing but it wasn't right. something necessarily introduced or brought into my radar apart from and he's in software so I was like ah, software right. you know engineering not my Scary. not my cup of tea and I didn't apply for engineering so mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I don't know what a difference it would have made if I'd been exposed to what engineering actually is I think yeah. is the point I think it's a very daunting field for those who aren't like 100% knowing that that's what they want to do mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're incapable of doing it they mm-hmm. just don't really know what it is you know yeah what I found when people different people I guess in high school were applying to different programs is that a lot of them were going into the same fields as their parents were and I really um yeah at least in in my circle of friends a lot of them like if they had like parents who were teachers they wanted to do teaching um I wasn't like that because my parents do um like they have a small business and they work like all the time and that that kind of work-life balance is not for me (laughs) um they are sort of extreme they have the store and they never take a break um 365 days always open um (laughs) I respect like the dedication kind of crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah but well it's good you were able to see that it wasn't something you know I think knowing what you wanted is almost as important as knowing what you don't want you know yeah for sure yeah I think that I don't know it's an interesting it's an interesting idea I'm just thinking back to like what all of my (laughs) friends went into and what their parents did I'm like oh my god is it the same (laughs) Ooh, interesting interesting I don't know I think I think parents play a big role in encouraging or inspiring kids as well 
Mm -hmm. And it but goes they, back yeah. to sort of, um, no. it goes back to like how much uh, sort of exposure that the kids have to like a particular field. So I think if you yeah. have parents that are in engineering, then you'll know more about engineering than someone who doesn't have parents in engineering. So. Oh, absolutely. I think that comes back in with accessibility and that's why outreach, I think, I think you're right. I think it's so important because that's where you get exposed to something you maybe didn't get exposed to from, you know, the circle you work or play or live in. Yeah, exactly. So I think the, the outreach there really helped me find what I wanted to do. Yeah. So. And teachers help too. Like the fact your physics teacher gave yeah. you that brochure was awesome. Mm -hmm. those are always my favorite stories when it's like I think that was with it for my mom too like when she was choosing university or a teacher was like I think you'd like this and she was like okay and she applied you know and it's just one one person one you know teachers really do make a difference sometimes mm -hmm. in people's life and I think yeah. that's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. okay well thank you so much for joining me is there any like final words you have how would you describe engineering for someone who maybe doesn't know enough about it um, but might be a little bit interested in like what you've been talking about or, you know, exploring more about the field. What's your, what's your outreach, I guess, slogan, so to speak for engineering? Oh, a slogan. Yeah. Let's narrow it down to a slogan. I feel like that's okay. easier. All right. I, I'd say definitely about solving problems, big part of it. Um, so if I'm brainstorming sort of on the spot here. To make Improv it catchy, let's say, okay. solving the world's biggest and most exciting problems with the help of science. I don't know, applying science. I like science. it. Yeah. I like it. That's perfect. Well, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to solve some really awesome problems, and I hope you enjoy the, I guess, your work at AMD going forward, and good luck with graduating and everything. Thank you. I really hope I do graduate. <laughs> you will. <laughs> you will. Almost there. How many, yes. I guess, Two I don't know, when I, yeah, I was going to say like, oh, there's like halfway through the semester. I'm like, no, there's two weeks left. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. insane. Time flies. It does. It really, I feel like this semester too has been unique in that, you know, we were online for half of it. And so that like zoomed by and then like the in-person stuff has felt like super long. Mm. but then it's like only been a short period of time time yeah. is so warped with restrictions and COVID and everything but yeah, it's definitely changed a lot yeah uh, but no thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story with our listeners thank you for having me